The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are on the clock, and we got it here for you at SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation. Michael Kist here with Seamus Clancy as we are also on Instagram Live. We've been covering this thing. We we started at 8 p.m. when the draft started, and now we are at the point where the Eagles have let CeeDee Lamb fall to the 17th overall pick to the Dallas Cowboys. And we are just pissed off. And we have to watch our language now because we're recording in iTunes yeah, and that's, everything that's like that. Yeah, that's the hardest change for me when I'm recording. I have to, like, <laughs> say all my fake curse words on air. Like, ah! I can't, I can't believe, and I said this earlier, but I cannot believe. I, w- I would have never imagined a world. And the NFL draft is decadent, depraved, and there's surprises every year. I would have never imagined that CeeDee Lamb would have gotten to 16th overall. Let alone 17th. Let alone 17 and then land with, with the Dallas Cowboys. And I wouldn't have imagined a world with everything that we heard pre-draft going on with CeeDee Lamb and how the Eagles might be looking to aggressively trade up for him. I would have never imagined a world where he would have gotten to 16 to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, a team, by the way, needing a ton of pieces, a ton of pieces and more draft picks. They only have six in this draft, if I'm not mistaken, to where they would just stick and take AJ Terrell and not have and not trade back with the Philadelphia Eagles so that they could go up and get CeeDee Lamb at a good cost. Instead, you end up with him coming inside of your division. Like this is, I don't care who, like whoever they end up with at 21, we'll talk about it when it happens. The Jaguars are on the clock right now. But whoever they end up with, it ain't CeeDee Lamb. It ain't wide receiver one. It ain't a guy that could have gone top 10 and nobody would have blinked a freaking eye. Like it's malpractice, man. Seamus, how are, how are you feeling right now? I mean, 16 was the, was the time. No receivers won the top 10. No one in the top 11. Oakland gets their speed, or Las Vegas, I should say now, gets their speed guy at 12. And then it seems like San Francisco's the team they've been eyeing off the last couple of weeks as, you know, they have two picks in the first round. They don't have another pick in the top 100 after that. So they seem like a logical trade-down partner. They trade down to Tampa Bay. And then Tampa Bay goes up and takes a tackle. And you're thinking, you know, this is falling perfectly for the Eagles to trade up. And it keeps going down. It keeps going down. Judy goes off the board. Then six team really feels like the perfect time. You could jump ahead in front of Dallas right there. You don't know what they're going to do. I'm thinking they're going defense, Dallas. And then Atlanta takes a player like AJ Terrell, who, okay, not everyone has a first round grade on him, a day one grade on him. And he's someone who 
pretty confidently would have still been there at 21 to me. I mean, maybe Jacksonville takes him at 20, but probably not with Chase on still on the board. That's where you got to trade up and get C.D. Lamb. And then for Dallas of all places to go and get C.D., it's like they got Darius Slay to slow down Amari Cooper without realizing that now they have C.D. Lamb across the field and they have to, they have to defend him for the next eight to ten years. Yeah, and, and the only way I can really like see this working out, like maybe there's going to be a story come out about the negotiations breaking down between the Eagles and the Falcons. Bottom line, you got to get this done. Like, you have to get this trade done, in my opinion. And unless something comes out about CeeDee Lamb's medicals and, like, teams drop him and, and Lamb continues to fall, like, it, it, like I, I just I, – I don't understand how he continued to fall like that and the Eagles didn't make the trade up. So I'm just I'm, – I'm absolutely just, just beside myself with it. Because again, wide receiver one, it was a top ten guy for me. You look past it the past four years. We talked about this on the previous Instagram Live that we did. My top three receivers in the past four years based on their grades, and this isn't recency bias. Those grades are locked in. CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Help your quarterback out. And now you're at the point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm thankful that A.J. Terrell went, that Damon Ar- Arnett went to the Raiders at 19 because maybe here you pick up Christian Fulton because, yeah, sure, Darius Slay is going to travel with wide receiver one. Officially chase on to 20 to Jacksonville. And I would, and this is a guy that we talked about, Chase. On I would have liked him at uh, at twenty one as well as your kind of like Derek Barnett insurance policy, but like also Brandon Graham's getting a little bit older as well. So that's another guy off the board that I really like. And with four minutes left on the clock as we sit here, the Eagles. When I look at my board, I'm looking at hopefully not. Well, Kenneth Murray's still on the board, right? Oh, and he was Lord. the guy that was. <laughs> please, Lord. please, I can't do that. I can't do this to my girlfriend and my parents. Seamus is there with... No linebacker. Seamus is there with his family, and they're definitely anti-linebacker. And I don't think, they, I don't think the Eagles would take a linebacker here. No. If, if they do, I hope it's Patrick Queen. You're looking at, like, okay, I'm glad Arnett's gone. I'm glad Sorrell's gone because Christian Fulton, my cornerback three, is still out there. Darius Slay's going to travel with wide receiver one. With the Dallas Cowboys now, like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, it doesn't even really matter. You're going to need a CB2 that's going to be able to cover one of those guys at any point in a game. The Eagles don't have that guy on the roster right now. Put Unless Avante, Avante Maddox. Maddox magically grows four inches in the next three months. It's yeah. not looking good. In his height and in his arm length as well. So that's that's concerning. And then now you wonder, like, okay, Justin Jefferson here, Jalen Rager possibly. You can trade back and you can still get a, a wide receiver equal value, in my opinion. I think Jefferson is going to be the, pook, the, the pick. And look, Same. Jefferson is a good player. And whether, the whole debate with how, whether he could play outside, inside, so on and so forth, like that's all been worn out to death on Twitter. Trust me, I get it. I'm tired of it too, even though – Ben I'm, wrote a good article about it for people who haven't seen that on the Draft Network. Go read that. Right. Look at Ben's uh, work in the Draft Network on Justin Jefferson, specifically that article on his inside versus outside versus totally It's great. And basically what he's saying is you know, he did he did work outside when he in 2018. Now, granted, he was also like 19 years old, turning 20 that season. So like he was also young, but like it was inconsistent. I think he can do it, but it's also inconsistent. It's also a bit redundant right now. I think when you look two to three years down the line, it's not so redundant. Deshaun Jackson is going to take some slot reps. There are plenty of slot reps in. out there. The pick is in for the Eagles. I'm specifically course, not looking at my phone in the comments of people telling me what the pick is. <laughs> same, same, exactly. But Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Greg Ward Jr., those were the like the, the main three targets for him, along with the running backs, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, the guys catching balls from Carson Wentz at the end of the season. Not exactly great. So you still have like good weapons at your tight end spot, but now you're trusting 
Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson to stay healthy. And there's still the possibility that the Eagles, and we talked about this in the first Instagram live feed, that uh, that they could be trading for Marquise Goodwin, which is something that we didn't love. But if it's like a six-round pick, then you, know, you add a speedster, you take the risk. Six-round picks really don't pan out that much anyway. You have a guy that has proven he can do it in the NFL. It's interesting to me. It's not the best backup plan. But there it is. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's on the phone. Justin Jefferson, what are we doing? Pick up the phone. It's Show me the money. So, Seamus, where do you land on – I think my my thoughts on Justin Jefferson have been pretty well documented when it comes to Justin Jefferson. I like the, I like the player. I think he's – I comped him to Juju. I think he has a high floor. I think he's a safe pick. Where do you, where do you land on that pick? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's in a separate tier than the first three to me. I know you have Mims as your four. Uh, I right. like Mims' physical traits, but I do value – the idea of a known quantity, and I know people thought that about Ortega Whiteside last year, but it's different with Jefferson. He's a different player than Ortega Whiteside. Obviously, the big question, as we said, is inside versus outside versatility. And, okay, some people point to Greg Ward. I love Greg Ward. I love the story. I love the idea of having this converted QB pass. But he's not a true, true slot receiver in this league. He's good as your you know, wide receiver four. But I got in a slot, and, yeah, Earth is a big slot guy. Have, they do. They run two tight end sets a lot in twelve personnel. But just having a guy out there who is competent and you know is a decent receiver feels like having Granny Moss out there at a certain point compared to what Carson dealt with the second half of last season. And you're and you're looking at an extremely productive guy last year. A, a lot of that production coming touchdowns. from the slot. Eighteen, 18 touchdowns. Eighteen touchdowns. <laughs> two of the top three wide receivers in in yards last year. Touchdowns, I think, two were both from LSU from that dynamic offense and, and like obviously life was a little bit easier for Jefferson because you have Jamar Chase on the outside but like still I, I'm not going to sneeze at 111 receptions 1540 yards 18 touchdowns high floor prospect he's safe the route running is is solid the body control is fantastic he has fantastic body control he's not dropping passes like he's got very strong oh hands my he's God. got what the what happened with the Justin Jefferson thing what? what was that I thought I saw Justin Jefferson on the screen what what the heck were we looking at? I am stunned silent by that. I mean, we mentioned Rager as a possibility at 21, but like... Wow. So what the heck were we... Maybe the people in the comments can help us. What the heck were we looking what? at what? when we saw what? Justin Jefferson? All right, so Jalen Rager. Let's talk about this guy because he was... I'm like stunned. I'm stunned. They showed Jefferson, but apparently he wasn't the pick. They did show Jeff, but Jeff McClain reported, wow, that's unbelievable. So they showed Justin Jefferson, and it was actually Jalen Rager. I mean, Benjamin Solak says Rager was my highest wide receiver remaining besides Chenault, who had an injury flag, had a late r round one grade on my board. He thinks it's a great pick. I mean, I'm not that on board with Jalen Rager. I thought he was a trade down candidate. But the thing with that is, if you really like him that more than Mims, if you like him that much more than Brandon Ayuk, just take him and ha like have your peace with it. Again, I would, would I rather take Jalen Rager at 25 or 30 and have an extra third or fourth round pick? Absolutely, sure. but if they value him that much more than Mims or Ayuk, I can live with it. And again, I am not happy with that pick over Jefferson, but still. So you're talking about a guy who produced very, very well in 2018, uh, 72 catches, over 1,000 yards, had nine touchdowns, and then saw uh, some abysmal quarterback play in 2019. And he dropped all the way to 43 catches, 611 yards, and five touchdowns. Now, some context for that among like the draft prospects, I think maybe in the entire NCAA, uh, fourth most uncatchable balls thrown his way. So even when he was targeted, 
it was just going every which way. It was some of the worst quarterback play I've seen from the class. So you understand the dip in production. You understand that that he's explosive and all that. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot from a route running perspective. There's a lot of uh, gray areas in his evaluation. But man, like that's that's wild to me. And I think Minnesota right here probably goes with Justin Jefferson after trading Stephon Diggs. So Definitely, they're going right? to get the guy. Feels like with Diggs gone too. Yep, and that's going to be the conversation now. You didn't trade up for Lamb. Watch what they do. You take Rager, and then Justin Jefferson possibly goes here to the Minnesota Vikings, and you got to hope you're on the right side of history. Like this, this was weird. This was totally weird. I've never had that just, happen. Where strange, it was like this is like what a strange turn of events. We were we were three minutes into a Justin Jefferson breakdown and had the the rug completely pulled out from under us. In terms of Rager uh, and his outside ability, do you have any confidence in his ability to beat press coverage? I think he can do it with his. Yeah, like for instance, because he's going to eat you up and he's going to get on you. Um, I don't think he has the cleanest release game, but I think he's explosive enough with his first step that he can really like threaten you, get you on your heels type deal and and burst past. There are plenty of examples of him at TCU and they played him exclusively on the outside. So there's a lot of examples of that where he's able to stack and get open and the quarterback just can't get him the ball. Um, so I'm not so so concerned there. He's got a, like a, a different game than Jefferson when it comes to that. But I mean, I won't complain about adding a weapon. I don't love the value. Um, I don't love the fact that they didn't trade up for Lamb. So that kind of makes it like I said, it's going to be. I don't think they double dip at wide receiver either, going from 21 to 53. So th- this is our initial recap of the pick and experience of the pick seeing Justin Jefferson and then having it change on us. And then we're going to have a more detailed breakdown. I'm going to get on the phone with uh, Benjamin Solak in the morning. We're going to throw something up. Seamus, any last thoughts? Well, let's see what Minnesota takes real quick, and then we can can peace. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good, because we we definitely have to see if that's going to be the conversation at 17 Lamb. And then, like, people think I hate J-Jeff, but, like, I would have – I don't know. I I had him a good slot above Jalen Rager. Rager, man, like – I want to believe – I'm gonna, I'm gonna convince. I'm gonna talk myself into him by tomorrow morning. I know, I know you will. I just, I wanted to <laughs> see me, more dog me. in him too when I, when I watched his film, and I, and I understand the quarterback play was bad, and that can get you down and whatnot. But like sometimes he just didn't, he didn't, didn't seem interested in selling the routes, blocking. Like, and blocking is not that important, but still like the competitive toughness that made Henry Ruggs go so high because he's so competitive. I just didn't see it with Rager, and hopefully that was because of the quarterback play. But you hope that's just that like part of his character. The I'm Vikings, the pick is in. I'm nervous, pal. Yeah. Ooh, get on with Solak in the morning or tonight? I'm going to get on probably in, probably in the morning with him because he's doing draft network stuff. All right. You want to hop out for now? Yeah. Is it is it official as Jefferson? Because I, oh, yeah. Yes, I had yeah, it's wanted. Jefferson. They have Chargers already traded in 23 with New England. All right. So that's going to do right. it for, uh, for our quick night. recap. We appreciate you for, for tuning in and experiencing this, this roller coaster with us as we broke down the wrong prospect for a couple of minutes. And uh, yeah, pretty underwhelmed. By the whole process. I don't know what to think. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I will write about it in the morning, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I'm gonna write about it as well. I'm gonna watch some more film on uh, on Rager. We appreciate you joining us on Instagram Thanks, Live. Oh, we really appreciate you. it. We we appreciate the support, and uh, look for this episode in the feed after it's all cleaned up, and then uh, check out you know the the feed tomorrow for for a new kiss and Solak. We all we got. We all we need. Something something something. 